Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, everybody, welcome back. We are with Mr. Pete Nelson, Treehouse Master uh, Show, formerly on Animal Planet. This is part two of our episode with Mr. Nelson. Uh, welcome back, Pete. How are you? Great. Long Thanks time no see, back. man. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I, I feel like we need a wardrobe change when we do these. I can, so, I can here, I'm going to take one button take, off. Take 30 seconds take here. Take the hat off, right? Bad like, hat, bad hat. Uh, <laughs> I need a haircut. Um, so part one, if you did not happen to catch it and you find yourself right here with us now and like, whoa, I missed something. I'm going to go ahead and, okay, up there, check out up there and you can check out part one on the YouTube. Click that one, then come back here and watch this one. We talked a whole bunch about Pete Nelson's daughter, his twin boys, their coming ups, the bringing ups, all the good stuff. Go check it out. Um, I want to talk to you now about the years after Treehouse Masters, what have you been doing with your life? Oh, sweet. You know, um, Treehouse Masters filming ended September of 2018. Wow. So a little over four years ago. And, um, you know, it was, it was interesting. I was told that, that it takes a little time to, you know, come down from, from being in that position for as long as we were. I mean, we were seven, it was a seven year journey for me. I mean, it started in, 2011 um when animal planet first came around and and it was it was kind of like you know the frog in the frying pan where you you, you kind of go in there and you feel the water getting warm but you know it got to a boil pretty quickly um when the show began and i thought i thought i was going to be you know doing my thing and then the film crew would be there yeah but how much really uh, every day well it turned out yeah every day, all day for seven straight years. And, and coming off of that kind of a, a hyper schedule, moving around all over the country, mainly the country, some, some foreign countries too. I mean, we, I think we were filmed in four or five other countries, Japan, Germany, Nor Norway, um, all over the place, really Brazil. So it was nonstop. And, and when the film filming ended, uh, I, I guess I was expecting like, okay, um, brace yourself. This is going to be different. And, and in a good way, you know, I was looking forward to having, you know, my so-called life back. Right. And, um, but I enjoyed it very much, by the way, the, 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 I'm a little bit ADHD. I mean, there might be a little hyper in there, but definitely <laughs> ADD. Uh -huh. um, and, and by all means, I loved, I loved the attention. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, having a, a little film crew and it was little, I mean, we were always on a tight budget as most of these reality shows are, but you know, we still had a little entourage of people making sure that I had enough beef jerky and um, you know, Red Bull if it was needed, but okay. you know, coffee, I had kind of a, a, 
that my my personality for for the TV show was was kind of a hyper you know ca- caffeinated guy that that um, you know I don't think is too far off the the real person. I wanted it to be you know a very authentic Pete, but you know I didn't want people falling asleep during the the, the show. So so I was intentionally trying to be you know let's go let's do this and right and and hype everybody else up and and so when it was finally over um it, it was an adjustment of of four five six months of just kind of going okay well wait a minute now um and and you know from a business standpoint it was it was a really interesting thing because again we were doing two tree houses a month uh episodes a month and and the way this reality show worked is you really were building those tree houses and you know they were for profit you know you were making money or not making money by the project itself they were not being subsidized right. with a couple of important exceptions mainly they you know we did a, a tree tree house for Shaquille O'Neal Shaq I mean and and oddly the guy that probably could afford it the most was given his tree house um I don't think I'm giving away any trade secrets here, but the idea is they'd love to have those popular celebrities have a treehouse and, and boost ratings and so forth. And, and I'm sure it did. Uh, and by the way, Shaq, what a man that guy is. Yeah, I was just incredible. thinking, did you have to build his in a Redwood? It was, no, it was, it, he had, he has a place outside of um, uh, Atlanta that had some great trees as a matter of fact. And, and, but what a joy to, to build for him. And, so anyway, I mean, it was, it was go, go, go. And I, and I loved that part. So when it was finally over, it was a little bit of a letdown, you know, you had to go, okay, well, um, that fun, you know, entourage that, that was always a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, there's adulation of course. And, and you get used to that. And I, you know, I'm just being honest that, that that's a nice thing when, when people are treating you so nicely and, and, you know, you, you just, um, you just really put your whole being into this stuff. And, and I think so many people did. In fact, what I, what I found to be, um, I think the biggest lesson for, for myself anyway, was how hard the people work in that industry. You know, the, the, even the, the PAs, the, the, the assistants that are, you know, hardly making anything running around 12 hours all day long to get this show done and, and in the can and, and on television was, was really inspiring because the fact is I, I loved building tree houses. I've built tree houses since literally I'm seven years old and I, and I, and I've always enjoyed passing the time using my hands and creating these, these kind of creative spaces. And, and, and yet I did it on, on sort of a, uh, a schedule that, that was my own, you know, and it wasn't because we had, you know, advertisers right. that wanted the product. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, interestingly, up until the television show, we were just kind of scraping by, you know, we were always, you know, just like, wow, how, we, we finished this great treehouse, but how come we don't have any money in the bank? And <laughs> it, it turns out it's all in the treehouse. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the lesson is that, you know, it's all about production and, and carpentry and you got to produce and you got to go to the next one. And, and so I learned a lot about, hey, th- this is this is a serious business. If you're gonna, you know, whether it's a television program that's getting on the air in a scheduled manner that meets the, the um, you know, the advertisers' expectations or my own expectations about making money in a business, 
you got to produce. And, and so I, I really, I really found that experience of go, go, go to be enormously helpful in my, in, in the business. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, so what are you doing? Like, what have you been doing with your life the last three months professionally? Are you retired? Well, no, not at all. You know, uh, so we love what we do. We're, we're treehouse builders. I mean, the, I've, I've managed to attract a lot of like-minded carpenters. Uh-huh. Um, we've got a lot of, a lot of guys in the field. I mean, the, the, the reality is that it's, um, it's dudes in the field and, and the ladies, like my daughter runs the the office and we've got, four or five really sharp ladies that are in the office uh, and, a, and a number of other guys too. this project managers, we build about anywhere, you know, depends the size of these. We build about 10 to 10 or 12 tree houses a year. That's, okay. that's it. Um, and these tree houses these days have kitchens and bathrooms and, you know, it's, it's, I'm almost embarrassed to say what the, the project or the budgets are for these things. Electrical. Oh, electrical and plumbing. <laughs> wow. We're building we'll, we're building fully fledged homes with all the creature comforts in trees. Absolutely have posts coming to the ground and and you know supports that are everything's engineered. We're permitting these things. It's like a it's a construction company, and we're we're really proud. Um, we're diligent about you know being careful, you know, safe, um, making sure that that you know the trees can handle what we're throwing at them. And, um, but there's a lot of engineering that goes in and, and we go through the process and nine out of 10 tree houses need permits. I mean, sometimes you're in, you know, the middle of nowhere and, and it's, it's not an issue. We still engineer these things, but, yeah. but so each one of these is becoming almost like a home project. So, so we're out there building like mad and with the help of the television series, my gosh, we have more demand than we could possibly satisfy. And, and, we're in, in sort of a, an enviable position, I would say, to really pick the people we want to work for, right? Um, which is remarkable. I mean, this is the dream. And, the, and I've had this dream to be the treehouse guy since the late 80s. And, um, you know, I hate to say it, the, the, the um, cliche, but living the dream. And I, I, really, I really feel it. You know, it's like, man, we're, we're really building these guys tree houses all over the, the yes. country, maybe the country. I know? like to say to that uh, cliche though, you know, live in a dream nightmares are dreams too. So be careful. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Well, we've been really lucky with the clients. I mean, the treehouse people that we build for are, as you might imagine, they're, they're sort of dreamers too. And a lot of them are, you know, very successful in whatever they've done in their lives to be able to afford, you know, six, eight guys spending, you know, sometimes three, four months at a, at a location. And, um, and, and they're interesting, interesting people, but you know, we haven't, we haven't come across a lot of, uh, you know, a-holes I'm glad to say. Good. So it yeah. sounds to me like this is mostly a, a, a family operation you got going on. That right is. there is just, I mean, part of I me mean, was, you know, is, wants my children to, you know, I want to empty nest for a little bit so they can experience life, but I want them to come back. And it's still funny. Cause my nine year old, she still says, when I talk about that, she's like, I'm not going to move daddy. I'm going to live with you the rest of my life. And that sounds yeah. so sweet. And that would be fantastic. I, I honestly wouldn't mind it one bit yeah. so yeah. far, Avery, so far. Uh, <laughs> but, um, 
that is, you are, you are in fact living that dream. In fact, you might be living yeah. my dream. That's amazing. It is amazing. And it's a thank you. And I, and I, and I'm so grateful. I, I truly feel that, you know, when you're, you can say you're grateful, but you know, grateful is a feeling. Yeah. And I feel this as such an incredible thing that we've got my, my three children, my wife, you know, she's the, I've never really understood this expression. She's the neck that turns the head. Um, I think, I think it's a Spanish expression, but you know, this, this sort of sums up I'm, my wife, Judy is, you know, still the one that, that, you know, is, is keeping tabs on, on everything. But my daughter, as I said earlier at 32 runs the show and she's a dynamo and, yeah. and I'm just kind of on her coattails now and, and trying to, you know, do things right. And, um, and, my two boys are, you know, one Charlie who's, who's here. I drafted him to come help me finish this remodel I've been working on at this house. Um, but his, his brother is out in Montana working like mad on a monster tree house and stressed. I mean, I'm sorry to say it people, but tree houses doesn't just mean you're not, you know, you're just happy go lucky, you know, um, bowl full of cherries. You've got subs coming through that you hope come through and, you know, he's stressed, right now because the snow's about to fly and you know it's a real job is what i'm yeah. trying to say and, and and henry's in the thick of it right now emily's trying to herd all the cats from the office in fall city and it's a real business i mean we do i mean we're, we're probably going to make well not make we're going to net not net uh, gross here's the number that's the word i'm looking for it's about a six million dollar business right now and and you know you can you can do some basic math. If we did 10 tree houses, that's what's telling you, you know, a tree house is around, you know, six, $800,000 anymore for to, to go from zero to done on a tree house. Wow. I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but it's, you know, you just do some, do some simple math and number of man hours, you know, people hours to build these things, material costs, transportation. And anyway, it's, it's all these parts that are, really being run by the the core family you know emily i'm i draw i design i've got a great architectural staff behind me but i i shoot out and and meet the clients and and try to get you know i'm always i always use fishing analogies but you know these wonderful beautiful big fish that you know you want to yeah. just try to get into the boat and then and if i can get them close to the boat then then i've got a great team that takes it from there and and we, you know, we just go at it and, and get to build these really remarkable structures all over the place. Well, so what, what is like a typical treehouse? Like, like how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms? Yeah. So more and more, like for, for whatever reason, at this moment, we're in, we're, we're in Bandera, Texas, and we're building the biggest treehouse we've ever built for a wonderful guy. Oh my God. Kevin is a, I get these notes, these, these beautiful emails from him, texts even just saying, Pete, I don't know how you got these guys together, but they are stars. And I just, I have to say it because I love, love hearing that. And they're, they're out there toiling in that. Well, it's, it's cooling down now in, in that the, the hill country of Texas, but 2,400 square foot treehouse. And that's the enclosed 2,400 square feet in cypress trees. There's, there's 13 cypress trees. We do have I think there's 10 posts to the ground that, you know, you almost can't tell her there, but you know, they're absolutely there doing a lot of work. Um, another 1300, I think in 
outside space and it's three bedrooms. There's a hot tub up there. There's bridges. There's, wow. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's, it seems crazy, but you know, we're, we're carpenters. We're, we're carpenters. I'm a designer. I'm not even an architect technically. I mean, I just draw these and, and you know, whatever the, the client wants, you know, I, I go, well, really? I mean, 20, 2,400 square feet. That's, that's huge. I mean, uh, yeah, but that's what he wants. How, so, okay. Okay. How do you account for the inevitable growth of these trees? Well, there's two things happening. One, you know, you might um, consider the tree growing. I need to um, say that it doesn't go up relative to the ground. Like the tree house, once you lock yourself into the position, JP, you're in it right now where you're, you're, you're up in that tree. And as those trees grow, you're not going up relative to the ground. The tree is getting fatter. Right. It's just getting fatter. And it grows at its tips, so it's growing taller and it's getting wider with its branches and so forth. But, but so to accommodate for that growth, you're really just talking about the tree getting fatter. So I tend to put the structural stuff, you know, the joists, you know, beams are often going to have to be within four or five inches of the trunk of the tree with the hardware that we're using. And over time, you know, with a good, healthy tree, that's going to turn into zero. And then the tree is going to envelop a lot of that hardware in the beam. No problem. The, the joists and so forth, if you've got, you know, decks that are being supported and, and walls and so forth that, that, you know, you want to, you want to keep that a good, I don't know, I say maybe six, eight, nine inches or so from the bark of the tree. And, and even that though, you know, we're, um, you guys are no spring chickens. I'm sorry to say, but I'm looking at you and I go, you know, the trees grow too. And it took a while <laughs> to figure that out. <laughs> when right. you're a kid up there building your tree house, you think trees don't really grow. I mean, look, they're just, they're like this. They just all appeared the like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, but, but boy, give it 10 years. And all of a sudden that tree you're in is a lot fatter. So, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta accommodate for that. And a little bit of movement, you know, the other side to all this is you're, if you think about building a tree house, you need it to be flexible. You know, if you're using multiple trees, you're going to have to make sure that the beams that you're putting in there are, are able to uh, flex and move as, as the trees grow and move in the wind. Gotcha. All right. I'm going to bring us back. I'm reeling us back into kids right and, and dad talk. Yeah, you know, please. It, hey, I changed the subject. This is all my fault. I was curious. And I mean, hello, we got the treehouse friggin' master <laughs> on the show. I got to ask the questions. But anyway, I'm bringing it back. Right. Um, we and Nick, I got you. Uh, we do a fast five segment on the show. Uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of uh, evolved from a radio gig that I did before. We ask five quick questions and you answer them, and then we move on. Nick normally does it. I'm going to do it today. I might not even get five out, but here we go. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be? Oh, wow! Let me look. Let me see. I think it's an image of, of um, some of those, you said redwoods earlier, and that jumps into my mind, you know, just sort of a, a, a nice kind of a woodcut of, of, a, of a stand of, of redwoods that I can see in my mind, just kind of reminding us that look how beautiful those are. And we have those here and we need to make sure we keep them around. Okay. All right. Favorite meal to cook for your children. If you cook when they were young. Oh, yeah, it's um, it's a red sauce. You know, I, I fancy myself as Italian. I don't have any Italian blood, but I like to think I'm Italian. And I have this wonderful marinara and a good um, sausage and, uh, you know, spaghetti. 
So the sausage has got to be good though. And I've got to find the right sausage, but the red sauce, <laughs> my baby girl would love you. She is such a fan of spaghetti in that red sauce. Mm. I'm right there with you, man. Okay. Uh, 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 I'm shifting up. The, the important question comes last though. Um, okay. Favorite movie of all time. Oh my gosh. Is it Shawshank redemption? I think so. it has to be. That's the first one that came to your mind. I love it. Yeah. Are you a fan of the music? Big time. What is in, if you even have a CD player anymore in your vehicle right now playing? Oh boy. CD player. I'm going to just pull, I'm going to pull my vinyl playlist first. Okay. (laughs) The Fuji's. uh, All right. This just pulled out of my, I've got, I play vinyl up here and I just love it. Um, But I, I, I just have to plug my favorite rock and roll band of all time. Pearl jam. Okay. Yes. I mean, gosh, I've got a cool Pearl Jam story for you. So we have Dutch Bros Coffee down here in Oregon. Yeah, the owner brought out Eddie Vedder, um, the drummer from Chili Peppers, and two other Dad Smith musicians. No, Will do, Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> to do some special thing for the Dutch Bros employees at the Rogue Theater in Grants Pass a few months ago. And Eddie Vedder was just walking around Grants Pass. It was it was like the coolest thing. My son works for Dutch Bros. He's like, Dad, I got to see Eddie Vedder, the drummer from per, from Chili Peppers, and this dude and that dude, and they did oh. Pearl Jam songs. I'm like, what? How come oh. this is the first time I'm hearing about this, Nick? Man, I forgot. Man. I forgot to tell you. It was like a secret Dutch yep, Bros. gig. There he goes, forgetting like, to tell no me t- again. Yeah, wow. no tickets. Wow. I, I was driving downtown, and I'm like. Oh my God, that's Pearl Jam's van or their bus. And I'm like, oh God, that's Eddie Vedder. That's Chad from Chili Peppers. What is going on here? So, of course, I, I call the only person in town that would have the means to do something like that and not announce it, not sell tickets. And I'm like, Travis, what's going on, bro? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're doing a Dutch Bros thing. We've got Eddie Vedder was playing in Northern California. So I called him up and he's coming to do a show here, then going to Portland. I'm like, Wow. Guy. Wish we could have so, gotten yeah, on so that, man. My 18 year old son is texting me from the show. He's like, Dad, I'm seeing legends. This is cooler. And we took him to see Hollywood vampires. He's like, This is cooler than the vampires. I'm like, No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but you in the mind Alice of a teen, Cooper. you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, Dude, you saw Alice Cooper. He's like, But this is Eddie Vedder. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, All right. Give it another 20, 25 years. Then. Yeah. Eddie Vedder will be amazing. Well, he's still, don't get me wrong, but look at that classic. Game. All right. If you, Mr. Pete Nelson, could collaborate and do a TV show with any other actor, actress, living or dead, who would it be and what would the show be about? God, you know, I, I love my, the, the past president, Obama. I, I just admire Barack Obama okay. so greatly. And I know he does, he does a lot of this stuff um, outside of, of just politics. And if I could head over to Hawaii and, um, and hang out with him at his, I think he's got a place over there. I don't know. And, and uh, talk about how we're going to figure out a way to preserve what's left of our last stands of trees. You know, we'll go up, we'll go into the into the uh, lost coast of Northern California and um, try to determine how we can help people understand that this is, this is a thing. This is a resource that this country is going to got to hang on to. Um, Pete, somehow. that, that is not a fantasy. That is, 
that literally sounds like a very successful limited series. Barack yeah. Obama, former president of the United States, Pete Nelson, Treehouse Master, collaborating and coming together to give you a show on how to save. I mean, right? Am I wrong, or is that? I mean, that seems unautomatic. I mean, come let's on, let's go out there. Let's go, that. Nick. Make a I phone call. It. Get Barack on the phone. Let's make this thing <laughs> yeah. happen. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you can let's contact his secretary or something. No, I'm yeah. serious. That sounds like. That sounds like a terrific show. I'd definitely oh, watch man. it. That would be amazing. Be something else. Wow. I think we'd have a better chance getting Zach Efron than uh yeah, maybe. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That works too. As long as Pete's gotta be the man well, in charge. Well, though. Bruce, you know, Bruce yeah. and Barack hung out a lot, did a little podcast. I, I I didn't listen to all of those and I look forward to it. But um yeah, he's he seems he's available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'd love to have him on our podcast. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Who, Barack? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Dude. absolutely. Yeah. Hands down, hell yeah! But yeah, just for just for and for lack of a better yeah. way to put it, for shits and giggles, I would love to uh, have Trump on too at the same time, just to see, <laughs> just to see what happens, oh, just to are. see what. He's happens. a dad too, I guess. We wouldn't uh, even have to talk. Uh, we could just sit back and just they could just go. Yeah, out. I know. We could just viral yeah. <laughs> gold. All right, Mr. Pete Nelson. Yes. The final question and the most important question, at least I think it's going to be the final question as we go here, um, I like to ask is uh, a good one. It's a doozy. It's a little bit of a thinker. I ask mm. every single guest that comes on the show this question. Here we go. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. Damn. If you could impart any piece of wisdom to any new father or soon to be father, what would it be? Hmm. Hmm. I would um, find a way to say yes to all these questions that they'll ask you. Find a way to to say yes. Okay. Yesterday, my daughter asked me if she could ride her little motorcycle without a helmet. I'm gonna have to say no on that one. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. No. Don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but let her ride the motor. Get get a helmet on her and let her ride it. There you, there you go. go. There Show you how, go. though. Show oh, yeah, no, no. I bought her the motorcycle. It was her, 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 her well, it's an electric bike. It's tiny. It's right over there. It's, mm. it's, it's amazing. She goes, it goes like 15 um, miles an hour tops and she's just yeah. vroom, 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 all over the neighborhood. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, fun. <laughs> so you did say yes. I, but, but not without the helmet. That was it. No. She wanted to ride her bike no. without the helmet because it's just right there, dad. I'm just going right down to the name. No, nope. no, that's no, when you're going to no, get in an accident no. and it's going to hurt. You don't yeah. understand these things yet. Daddy is not being mean, okay? This is trust it's your sexy. papa. Trust your papa. Pete yeah, Nelson says, great. say yes. And I get it. There's a very deeper meaning behind all that. He is Mr. Pete Nelson, treehouse master. Uh, man, thank you so much for coming on DadCast. You've been an amazing oh, guest. Thank you. That's and so I, kind. I appreciate, I appreciate it very much. So you dads, enjoy yourselves and uh thanks for having me on you're very very welcome i'm going to plant a final seed before i tell everyone goodbye um i don't ask this of every guest uh we do a father's day special every single year and we don't do it on father's day mind you we record it a few weeks prior and it's about 45 different squares much smaller people to look at but we bring back many of our previous guests from that previous year for just an amazing quick Happy Father's Day, wishing everyone a happy Father's Day, sharing quick little stories with each other. And uh, I am formally inviting you to that, obviously, with time willing and schedules mm -hmm. happening. Is that something sure. you'd be down for? 
Yes, absolutely. You Love bet. it. All right. Nick, got anything? Um, actually, I do have one final question. Okay. What is, what's your favorite treehouse build? Oh, my gosh. This one. You talked about it a lot. I get this a lot. So I do have one that um, I think of often, which was back in Cape Cod in, in 19... Well, it was t- just early 2000s. So it was, it was before 9-11, but um, we went back. It was the first tree house that we built some distance away, you know, all the way from Seattle to, to Cape Cod. But it was September of, yeah, the year was, was 2000. And it was a friend that I had been building with, uh, carpenter buddy, that his mother, uh, who lived back there in West Falmouth, this idyllic little town in Cape Cod right on the water, um, really got excited about a, a tree house and she wanted a tree house for her ladies friends. And she was a card, you know, played cards together and she imagined a tree house in her backyard. And, and so we did, we went off into um, uncharted territory back there in Cape Cod. And we built this kind of shingle style. That was a, it was sort of the area where a lot of the summer houses for the wealthy Boston crowd would, would be. And they were, it's a style of architecture, the shingle style that I've always loved and admired. And, and so I, I felt some pressure in what the, the, the project would look like, but, but we spent this September and it was a beautiful, one of those, one of those perfect Septembers where the water was right there out our, out the, the back door and the, the Harbor was filled with all these beautiful sailboats. And, and, it, you know, there was a, a it was one of these just a, a month of pure joy, getting to know a family that I didn't know outside of the the sun that I still am in close contact with. And, and it just sort of everything came together on the build like that, where you just, you know, you've done work that you're proud of and you get to know a, a, a new set of friends now, lifelong friends and a family that, that um, I've stayed in touch with ever since. And, you know, you always leave a little bit of yourself behind in these things. And, and that's one that I just kind of go, wow, that was so ideal. You know, the swimming off some of the boat, they had a, they had a boat anchored out there and I'll never forget. I, I'm, I grew up with jaws in my background you know, <laughs> and, and jumping into the water around there was never something I really imagined I'd want to do, but you couldn't help it. You know, you just be out there and full moon, just, beautiful part of the world and, and a, a project that I'm real proud of. And that one sticks out. She still uses it playing cards. <laughs> there you go. I think a trip, a vacation to go visit the area, at least with the family is in order for you. Yeah. Great idea. All great right. Idea. Great question, Nick. Once again, Mr. Pete Nelson, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, you've been amazing. Uh, you, you're a great dad. And that's what we love about this show. Having great dads on here and Aww. talking about that adventure, man. Thank you. Thank so you. Nice. Thank you, JP. And thank you, Nick. Yeah. Absolutely. To everyone watching and listening worldwide, wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you so much. Please subscribe, like, comment, do all the things, and we'll catch you on the very next episode of DadCast. Have a great rest of your day. See ya. Peace. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.